Welcome to today's podcast, Practicalities, How to Manage the Clinical Follow-up, Frequency of Visits and Required Exams. This episode is part of a podcast series supported by Abbott. The content is solely the responsibility of EMAS, the European Menopause and Andropause Society. All our episodes are available in English, Spanish, Mandarin, and Russian, and you can find them on any of the most popular podcast platforms. In today's episode, Dr. Oleksandra Gromova, gynecologist and holder of an advanced doctorate in medical science, associate professor of the Department of Obstetrics, Gynecology, and Neonatology of the Bogomolets National Medical University, Kiev, Ukraine, will help us understand how to follow up patients before and during menopausal hormone therapy. Hello, my dear colleagues. My greetings from Kyiv, Ukraine. Today, I would like to share our experience in follow-up women on MHT in everyday clinical practice in my country. Our work in the field of menopausal disorders is regulated by the National Clinical Protocol, which was approved in June 2022. This document also regulated the list of obligatory and recommended examination before deciding of MHT prescription. So, the first visit our patient to a clinic. During this visit, doctor clarify patient's complaints in detail and discuss goals of the treatment. Our obligatory questions at the beginning of the conversation. What makes you feel uncomfortable? What concerns do you have about changes associated with menopause? What do you expect from the treatment? We should set realistic goals for the treatment of menopausal symptoms and don't promise our patients drugs for eternal use. First of all, we find out what period of the reproductive cycle a patient is in, perimenopause or postmenopause. A detailed question of the personal medical history and family history allows you to identify the most important benefits and risk of MHT in a particular patient, often already during the conversation. I prefer to do a personal breast cancer risk estimation using the Breast Cancer Risk Assessment Tool from the USA National Cancer Institute. For patients with a strong family history of breast cancer, we recommend testing for BRCA gene mutation, but this is not routinely performed. This is an expensive test that is not covered by the National Health Service, so we recommend it for strong indication. Sure, we perform a physical examination, evaluate the body mass index, measure the waist circumference, blood pressure, perform a gynecological examination, and transvaginal ultrasound. If more than a year has passed since the last mammogram, we define recommended this exam. We repeat the pap smear test if more than three years have passed since the last one. All patients undergo a clinical blood count test, clicated hemoglobin, general urine analysis. To clarify the cardiovascular risk, we recommend doing a lipid profile test before deciding on MHT. We obviously calculate the cardiovascular risk on the score scale. If a moderate risk is identified by score, we recommend ultrasound examination of the thickness intima media complex of carotid and femoral arteries. Uh, we don't not uh, routinely perform the liver function lab test, uh, liver and gun blood uh, ultrasound examination, but recommend it for obese patient and if there are relevant symptoms of a personal history of those diseases. 
In our country, urine deficiency is widespread, so we recommend uh, all women to take TSH screening test. For patients uh, with a high risk of osteoporosis or for those who had five years after menopause, we provide X-ray tensitometry. At a minimum, we assess the risk of osteoporotic fracture using FRAX. For patients with a family history of colorectal cancer, screening colonoscopy is recommended. The National Health Service of Ukraine covers such exams as mammography, pap tests, pelvic ultrasound, lab tests like cholesterol and triglycerides, clinical blood count and liver functional tests, blood sugar and glycated hemoglobin, TSH. We scheduled a second visit after patients completed all recommended tests and we received all lab tests. During the second visit, we evaluate all the results and decide on the prescribing of MHT. Now we are often faced with situation of internal migration of our patients and the relocation to the safe regions. Sometimes it may be difficult to visit the clinic due to missiles attacks. In this case, the second visit can be carried out remotely uh, with Zoom or Skype. We prescribe next appointment three months after MHD start. Why three months? Because uh, plateaus in the treatment of other motor symptoms reaches in 8-12 weeks and we increase stradial dose if it needs. Of course, we ask about uh, possible side effects of our patients. If patient receives tyroxine, we control the TSHL three months after beginning of MHT. The next visit is scheduled in six months from the beginning of MHT. If the patient uh, develops or retains unpredictable spotting during this period, we perform a pipal biopsy and transvaginal ultrasound. We also recommend transvaginal ultrasound six months after starting MHT for patients with uterine fibroids. We plan the next visit in one year from the beginning of MHT. Mammography and routine gynecological examination are recommended during this visit. If the patient uh, has osteoporosis or osteopenia, uh, at the first visit, we repeat uh, osteodensitometry after year from starting MHT. In my practice, I do transvaginal ultrasound every year. We also monitor the level of glycated hemoglobin, cholesterol, triglycerides, TSH, liver enzymes annually. In the absence of complaints, patients uh, will be observed once a year. Every year we evaluate whether the patient has uh, any contraindications to MHT and do a checkup that I described. After five years, we evaluate the need to continue MHT and in the absence of a high risk of osteoporosis, stop therapy. We prefer a gradual dose reduction of estradiol. If vasomotor symptoms return, we consider continue MHT in patients under 60 with a low risk of thrombosis and breast cancer. In cases of older age or increased risk, we use alternative approaches from phytoestrogens to selective serotonin and adrenaline reuptake inhibitors or gabapentin. After five years of MHG use, especially in cases of MHG discontinuation, I prefer to repeat osteodensitinity. If patient uh, has osteopenia or osteoporosis, we prescribe bifosphonate therapy. This concludes my story. I thank you for the opportunity to share my experience. I thank the audience for the attention and I will be glad to a new meeting and collaboration. 
Today, Dr. Oleksandra Gromova discussed the basic principles of follow-up patients on MHT. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope it will be valuable for your clinical and research practice. Stay safe.